This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the show for this Monday morning. It's the 5th of Rocktober, and thank you for being here with us today. That's right. I said it, Rocktober. And we have a lot uh, coming up on the show to talk about today, including, you know, at least a dozen different side stories to the president being hospitalized over the weekend and uh, his doctor came out and painted a pretty rosy picture and then back at the White House Mark Meadows uh, whose White House spokesman uh, was painting a much more serious image and reportedly Trump got mad at Mark Meadows because he wasn't backing up what the doctor said and then the doctor came out and said yeah, I was trying to make it sound more positive because I guess that's just something that everybody in the Trump White House buys in, except Mark Meadows, I guess. So uh, then the I, look, there's so much of this it'll take a while to get into and unpack it, but a lot happened in the past three days is all I'm <laughs> saying. Uh, let's go around the room. Everybody share what you're working on with the group uh, today, and Joanna, why don't we start with entertainment news? What's well, coming up in entertainment today? Some awful person sucker punched Rick Moranis in New York City. Just was he on, was he on a subway or walking no, down the street? No, just walking down the street yeah. on the sidewalk, and some guy just randomly decided to sucker punch Rick Moranis. How sad he had to take himself to the hospital. He took himself to the hospital, then he took himself to the the police station and filed out a report. His representative says that he's doing fine, but. He's 67 years old, and he's Rick Moranis. How dare they? Rick Moranis is going to pull through, though, right? Yes. And apparently the police are now questioning a person connected to the attack. So Rick Moranis kind Maybe of... He was di- one of Gozer's minions. You know, he was the... He was the key master. Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> I am the key master. <laughs> are you the gatekeeper? Oh, You know, he kind of retired from act i mean he did he didn't act he for something did. like two decades just to take, take care, care of his, his kids children. Yeah. that's right so uh best wishes going out to rick moranis today brandon what about sports what are we going to talk about in sports today hey some more positive covid19 tests over the weekend and that actually pushed the patriots chiefs game to tonight cam newton out Brian Hoyer, starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. Patriots and uh, Chiefs, right? Yep. And so there's going to be two Monday night games on the schedule uh, for tonight. Cowboys lost, but I said last week and I said the week before, if you like exciting football games where anything can happen, the Dallas Cowboys are for you. I'm still trying to figure out what in the world they did on that, that last kickoff. Like what... Um, they didn't try an onside kick. Cause, so the one before, they kind of squib kicked it, and it almost ended up working out in their favor because the return guy for the Browns was just letting it roll. If that thing stayed outside of the end zone, the Cowboys could have 
could have gotten to it. But once it crosses over into the end zone, it's a dead ball. And then the Browns get it on the 25-yard line. But the very next kickoff, rather than trying an onside kick, trying that again, even just a regular kickoff, he Zerline like kicked it right to one of the Browns, like 15, 20 yards up. That was it. Then a couple plays later. Uh, no, next play. The next play, Odell Beckham Jr. got that. Takes it to the house for 50 yards. Yeah, um, but but listen, when they when the Cowboys got it to within three, when you're talking about on that kickoff, they just got it to three points. Mm-hmm. I'd already written them off like 25 minutes ago <laughs> before when uh, when they went up by four scores on them. Oh yeah, I thought okay, well this one's over. But telling you, Cowboys games are exciting. Yeah, they're one in what one in three. They're one in three. I mean, here's the and thing: leading their division. Well, I mean, they're, they're kind of a <laughs> half a game behind because the Eagles are one, two, and one. Wait, the the Eagles tied two games. No. Oh, one, two, lost. and one. They, one, two, and one. It's okay. it's one win, two losses, one tie. Gotcha. All right. Um. Well, the. Uh, the Giants are one and three, and I guess the Cowboys are going to have the Giants next week, aren't they? Mm-hmm. All right, in Dallas. So a lot of exciting stuff uh, lining up for football. Yeah, except for the the NFC East, it's not very exciting. Mm-hmm. Giants are zero and four. Oh, the Giants haven't won one. No, you've got mm. the Eagles in first place at one, two, and one. The uh, Washington professional football team and the Dallas Cowboys are tied for second at one and three, and the New York Giants not out of it yet at zero and four. <laughs> Well, in that division, I mean, you really got to be out of it to be out of it. Yeah. And uh, Lisa Sanchez. Lisa, what do we have coming up we're going to highlight in the news today? Did you know Hmm. that we're in a pandemic? Yes. I heard about that. Well, looks like the rest of the country isn't uh, quite aware of it because all of the states, except for three Uh, are showing spikes in COVID cases right now. Uh, One of the biggest over the weekend was New Mexico that saw a 50% spike in cases. Uh, So that is a big news right now that people are trying to remind people we are still in a pandemic. Plus, the president might go home today. So that is what we're hearing. But, uh, well, take it it as you will, I guess, what you would say. Because sometimes things don't really match up. We're hearing a lot of different stories when it comes to the president and his COVID diagnosis. Right. Um, Well, we've got a lot to get to, including a true crime report that we're going to have a little bit later this morning. And tell me what you think of this, all right? I want your opinion. Uh, They say there's a trend where people are putting up their Christmas trees, but they're not decorating them for Christmas. They're decorating them with things like leaves and miniature pumpkins to make fall Christmas trees. Yeah. Do you think it's too early? I thought people have been doing this for a while. That's, yeah. That's been happening. Like, it's a thing. Yeah, they have Halloween trees, mm-hmm. and then you put leaves in for Thanksgiving, like a fall theme, and then Christmas. Then January is usually just, like, white or, like, an ice. Because you're still cold. Oh, you still you still keep it going even through January? Yeah. Yeah, you just change the theme. Do you do you hold out through Valentine's Day and put hearts and stuff? I think, yeah, you, I think could, you hold out through yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Probably you could go Easter. Easter. Okay, so this and then Cinco de Mayo, just a bunch of tequila bottles on it. This is this All has right. been going on, but have you seen anybody who's who's doing a Christmas tree for anything other than Christmas? Yeah, uh, yeah. Really? I've yeah. seen Halloween trees up. 
Yeah, my friend Chloe, she, her, she does one for Halloween. Then she does like a fall one. She does Christmas. Yeah, this is a big thing for her. All right. What this story says is, yeah, people have been doing the Halloween, but there's a new trend on Instagram where people are putting up fall Christmas trees and decorating them with leaves and pumpkins. But what, from what I'm hearing from you guys, this is this is not new. Oh, and no. they've been doing it for, what would you say, a couple of years? Yeah. Uh, anyway, they say that once Thanksgiving rolls around, you take down the fall decorations and replace them with your Christmas decorations. But again, what I'm hearing from you guys is you could change it from Halloween to, mm-hmm. to like Thanksgiving, then to Christmas, and then you could just do a bunch of other um, holidays. Well, I like lights. I like decorations. So maybe I'm not uh, I'm not against this, but, you know, a lot of people feel like this time of year is too early for Christmas stuff. But I guess if it's not technically a Christmas tree, it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. Holiday tree. Oh. Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. I thought maybe if you didn't watch Saturday Night Live, you might you might want to hear some of how they talked about it. Uh, they opened with a rebroadcast from the presidential debate, and this was when Jim Carrey came out as Joe Biden. I'm not sure Jim Carrey is my favorite guy to do Joe to do. So they had uh, Jason Sudeikis had done Biden, mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson had done Biden, and Jim Car- Jim Carrey wasn't bad. He he might be the best one to do Biden so far. <laughs> but here's a little bit of the clip of their opening segment on Saturday Night Live. All right, a little bit later on, Joe Biden uh, played by Jim Carrey. So I saw some people posting about how disgraceful that was and that they're making fun of somebody and this is supposed to be from the compassionate left. And I I just want to say, yeah, you can you can hold that because... The compassionate left is tired. <laughs> yeah, the compassionate left. But... Uh, during the uh, weekend update, one uh, uh, Jost or Che or one of them had a comment is like, if the roles were reversed and it was Joe Biden who had come down with coronavirus, Trump would have already been at a packed rally where nobody was wearing masks, doing his impersonation of what Joe Biden sounds like on a ventilator. Mm-hmm. And you know that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some updates. Uh, we'll start at the beginning. President Trump began struggling with his symptoms Friday morning when he had a high fever and his oxygen saturation levels dipped below 94. I assume that's bad. He was put on oxygen, improved a bit, but on Friday night he was hospitalized at Walter Reed Medical Center. The next day on Saturday, Trump's blood oxygen level dropped for a second time to about 93% which can indicate a severe case of COVID-19. He was given the steroid dexamethasone, which may reduce COVID-19 deaths by one-fifth. Yesterday, the president's blood oxygen level improved to 98%. White House physician Dr. Sean Connolly, and I want you to pay attention because we now know that Trump's doctors are willing to lie. Like that's something okay. we expected. It's like, well, why would this guy lie? He's the you know the White House physician. Surely he wouldn't compromise his integrity. Doctor Sean Connolly said that they were cautiously optimistic. 
Several times over the weekend, Connolly, the White House physician's updates, conflicted with those from the White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows. When Mark Meadows would talk about it, he talked about it in much serious, much more serious terms. Reportedly, the president was furious that Mark Meadows wasn't reflecting what the White House physician, Dr. Connolly, was saying. On Saturday... Meadows said, quote, the president's vitals over the last 24 hours are very concerning and the next 48 hours will be critical. We are still not on a clear path to recovery. It was after those comments that reportedly President Trump was was furious with Mark Meadows. Dr. Conley later admitted to being deceptive about the president's condition. He he admitted this and that he did it to make it seem less serious. He said, quote, I was trying to reflect the upbeat attitude that the team and the president over the course of his illness has had. I didn't want to give any information that might steer the course of illness in another direction. So it's just positive spin from Mm -hmm. somebody who's not supposed to engage in that sort of stuff. Yesterday, Trump teased a surprise on social media and then broke quarantine to appear in a motorcade. Both Trump and his Secret Service agents were wearing masks, but many people were accusing Trump of unnecessarily putting the agents at risk for the sake of a publicity stunt. And one of the physicians at Walter Reed, Dr. James Phillips, said that the the presidential SUV is about as high risk as you could possibly get because of the way that it's hermetically sealed. After a lap around the hospital, Trump was readmitted. In a video on social media, Trump said his diagnosis has been a hands-on learning experience, and we got a little clip uh, of of Trump making those comments. I want to say something I want to be really (laughs) clear, especially for the Trump supporters. Mm -hmm. Read a book school is a real school. That's an important thing. You should totally not blow off the idea of reading books. Right. That's not a bad way to go to school. Um. Trump also uh, was also well enough to do some work at the hospital. And then there's some controversy about this because they, the White House put out photos that he was doing work. But the word staged was trending on Twitter. Two photos showed Trump working in different rooms and he's wearing different clothes. But data embedded on the photos shows that they were taken just 10 minutes apart. So what it looks like <laughs> happened, Trump put on some clothes, went in took a photo in one room, changed clothes, took another one. In one of them, Trump appears to be signing a blank piece of paper. For the record, a White House official told Newsweek President Trump signed about 10 documents. But as of yesterday morning, the word stage was trending on Twitter. There were not as many updates on Trump's condition last night, but there's a possibility that he could be released from the hospital as soon as today if he continues to improve. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Well, here you go. Uh, as kids are continuing to do their homework at home, but also their school at home, people are sharing uh, funny moments. So listen to this kid. I don't know how old, but, you know, I, eight or nine, I think, would be a pretty good guess working on his math. Check this out. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, he cracked himself up there, it's that's true. for sure. <laughs> Rumor that Luke Skywalker may make an appearance in The Mandalorian. How would they, uh, how would they, I guess they could de-age and they did Mark that, Hamill. They but. did that in The Last Jedi. Remember when he came out and he was technically just the, um, like the hologram of himself? Yeah. They de-aged him a little bit there. Cause you know, a little he, he bit. Looks di- he looks different there than he did for the rest of the movie. Yeah, but they'd have to de-age him a lot. 30 years at <laughs> least to make it work with the Mandalorian timeline. Do you predict that they'll introduce some characters that at least we we've heard about? It yeah, wasn't Ahsoka so. Tano supposed yeah, to be she's in it. Yeah, going to be. Okay. It's um, was it Rosario, Rosario Dawson. Dawson. Yes. Oh. That yeah, was somebody, somebody Anakin's asked, Padawan. Somebody asked in the Facebook chat if you can watch The Mandalorian without having seen any of the Star Wars movies, and yeah, you can. Yeah, For absolutely, sure. totally can. I mean, there'll be a few things where. You won't enjoy it on the same level that people that are steeped in the Star Wars lore. In the mythos? Yeah, but it's what I was telling Nico. It's it's a Western. I mean, mm-hmm. even the timing and the plot lines and everything, it's this bounty hunter, you know, goes from town to town, and even even the towns look like, you know, Western Ted. There's mm-hmm. usually a saloon scene. Well, they they even oh. talked about that. Uh, did you ever watch the ga- um, gallery, the kind of the, the behind-the-scenes features of The Mandalorian? Nope. So they talk about that, and one of the things that Jon Favreau even brings up is if you notice when The Mandalorian's walking, it sounds like he's wearing, wearing spurs. spurs. yeah. And they did that on purpose because they are designing it after a Western. Oh, yeah. I mean, as much as it is a Star Wars movie, it's also just an homage to, to Westerns, movies and television. So, cannot wait. I guess we got a countdown going on. Well, I got a lot of TV to watch. Animation Dominations in the Hopper and uh, the season finale of Walking Dead. So, I got my plate full. I heard Maggie Returns. Uh, yes, I saw that much of it. Like, I tuned over to see what was going on, and I saw that uh, Maggie was going to... But I'd heard that anyway. Um, all right, are you ready for the Mo Show calendar? That's go. what I was trying to think of. <laughs> yeah. Take a look at our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. Today is National Be Nice Day. So be nice. Be good. Mm-hmm. Today is Blue Shirt Day. If you see any blue shirts, it's uh, right. to bring attention to World Day of Bullying Prevention. So anti-bullying. My shirt's blue. Uh-huh. My shirt's blue. It says Dallas Cowboys. There you go. <laughs> Today is International Day of No Prostitution. Well, I have okay. to make in a call. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody tell Robert Kraft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Need to cancel my three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and today is World Habitat Day. Also, World Teachers Day. So honoring teachers everywhere around the world. Birthdays today include actor Jesse Eisenberg, who played Mark Zuckerberg in The Social Network. 
Zombie Land. He was Lex Luthor, improbably in Batman versus Superman. Jesse Eisenberg is thirty-seven today. Not to be confused with uh, the dude from Superbad, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, yeah, not the same guy. Kate Winslet, Rose from Titanic, is forty-five. Actor Guy Pierce is 53. He was the villain in Iron Man 3. He was in Count of Monte Cristo, Time Machine, Memento is a great one. Author Clive Barker, who is the horror author who wrote Hellraiser and directed, I directed some of the Hellraiser movies too. So writer and director Clive Barker is 68 today. Birthday for... British musician Sir Bob Geldof, he organized Live Aid and Live Aid 8 and was knighted for that. He's 69 today. Sir Geldof. You shall not pass. Oh, that's Gandalf. Yeah. And Karen Allen, who played Marion in Raiders of the Lost Ark and then reprised that role in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. She was also... The love interest in Scrooged, wasn't she? Yeah, you know, it's been a long time since I saw Scrooged. Great movie. Karen Allen, 69 today. Yeah, we interviewed her a few years ago. Steve Miller is 77, got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a few years back. And looking at this date in history, 64 years ago, the Ten Commandments were released. The movie, the oh, Ten Commandments, okay. the actual Ten Just Commandments came out. 64 years ago? No, no, no. It was much long. It was, it was at least 100 years Timeline's ago. Timeline's way off. <laughs> now, the movie, the Ten Commandments, came out 64 years ago. And 1970, Led Zeppelin three was released. 50 years ago, the Led Zeppelin album that featured... Ah! The Immigrant Song came out 50 years ago. And Brian Johnson, who is the lead vocalist of ACDC, ACDC put out a teaser. They've got an album coming out. Brian Johnson, who for a while maybe wasn't in the band, and ACDC did a whole tour with Axl Rose. They did. Mm-hmm. Brian Johnson was, according to Jim Brewer, very depressed about this. It was not by his choice. But he's back. But he's back. So in honor of Brian Johnson's 73rd birthday, a couple of things here that I have for you. Brian Johnson once did a commercial for Hoover Vacuums. Nice. This was 1980. And Brian Johnson had... Was it a song called Thunder Suck? <laughs> <laughs> Brian Johnson had already auditioned for the the ACDC job that he would eventually get, so he was just waiting on a callback for that. But he got some work doing a Hoover vacuum commercial in 1980. He got paid around seven hundred dollars, uh, and we still we have that recording. So this is Brian Johnson, who would within a couple months be officially named lead singer of ACDC, and Back in Black would come out. Oh, and I almost missed an important one. Scientist Neil deGrasse Tyson is 62 today. So there you go. There's what's happening on the Mo Show calendar, Daily Almanac of Events. Oh, my get- God. I, there was a time I was watching, it might have been Fox News or something, 
and they were talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson. And did they put up the wrong picture or something? No, 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 no. It, I, it was he was talking about something. Oh, he's talking about genetically modified foods and how technically a lot of what we eat has already been genetically yeah, modified. Most of what we eat's been genetically modified. Yeah, and so and so like oh, I finally agree with him. I finally think that what he's doing is based in scientific fact. Where <laughs> all of these other things, and I'm like, dude, this like this guy has spent all these years earning these degrees. And he's arguably one of the smartest people on the entire planet. Right. And just because you don't agree with what he's saying because it doesn't fit your narrative. Like, and, it just it blew my mind. And this it was just, which, which network? I think it was Fox News. It might have been something else, but I think it was Fox News. It was either Fox or OAN, right? Oh, this was before I think OAN really even existed. This was like 10 years ago. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Everybody Terrifying. think of someone they would die for. Right, Tebby. Uh, kids, my kids. Uh, yeah, my family, wife, Lisa, daughter, of course. <laughs> Just Lisa. End of list. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's still upset she's not in there. Right. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take back that message I sent you on Friday. You sent me a message on Friday. <gasps> oh, you don't, you oh. don't I didn't check my phone, I guess. I legit like thought Should was... we tell him all the messages he sent us? Yeah. Do you remember sending us Do you messages? remember sending us messages? No. Were you oh! <laughs> Were you drunk on Friday? We were a little worried. Were you a little I, inebriated I mean, yeah, on Friday? We were, Whatever like, it was, it wasn't were... 100% drunk. I can okay. tell you that. Well, <laughs> We were a little worried because I was like, is Buzz... In our group chat, we were like, hey, did y'all get a message too? Yeah. Holy crud. <laughs> yeah, you wrote us a message and then you said you were going to buy us all coffee on Monday. You don't remember that? I don't see that I I don't see that at all. No, you called Lisa and told her that. Yeah. Cuz I was worried no, I don't about see you. Any- <laughs> you got it. I even was like a, I was legit about to message Nico and be like, "Yo, can you go home and check on Buzz cuz he's freaking all of us out I right?" I yeah. that I texted Brandon. Yeah. And then I texted Joanna. Yep. You sent me such a beautiful message, and now I feel a little. Dang. You know what helps with that, that Joanna? Well, maybe, but maybe, maybe what he, whatever he was on, was kind of pushing the truth out. Um. Uh-huh. <laughs> it might have had a, you know, like a cider or something before bed. We were. Had we you were, taking your Lunesta? We were a little. Uh, I don't remember when I did this. Serious. So maybe. Okay. Oh my God. I feel a little sadness. Yeah, we felt cool. Is, is this what I sent you? What? Good job, Joanna. You had some really, really funny lines today. I'm so glad we got you for the show. I know. Yeah. And I was like, thanks, Buzz. It was so nice of you. What did I say to Lisa? <laughs> oh, Lisa sent me a, a Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> uh, I did. Meme. <laughs> The Game of Thrones one? Tell Donald. <laughs> I want him to know it was me. <laughs> that was funny. I guess me and Lisa and I had a whole conversation on yeah. Friday that I wasn't aware of. Holy crap. Now look at the one you sent Brandon. Yep. Hey, great work jung- juggling all the bleep that came at you today. <laughs> you really took care of it, and I appreciate it. Did you take some DMT or something? What's going on over there? Are you okay, buddy? Like, we were worried, like, you went and got tested, and it came back, the, and, and you're, this you, was, like, your last rites. We thought you thought the end was near. 
I don't remember doing this, but I, it must have been coming from a place of love. Well, I hope so. And sincerity. So, but or what if he was watching like a sappy movie where somebody like passes away or something? Like, oh, I just wish I would have Steel said Magnol? this while they were still here. Were you watching Mrs. Doubtfire again? <gasps> I was watching Brian's song in honor of Gail Sayers. <laughs> <laughs> That's Friday. The end. Friday, I watched The Boys. I watched <laughs> The Boys. And it made you emotional? No, I don't remember texting any of you. I we thought we were like really cool. I feel bamboozled. Yeah, we did get to the point where we were like, we should have Nico go check. What, to make sure that I'm okay? Yeah. yeah. Remember Nico was telling me that you took two of your pills the other night and you didn't remember trying to eat the spaghetti he made? No. I don't remember any of that. Okay. He said it happened. Write it down for the notes. You guys are making it sound like I'm out of my mind. Which well, I'm you not. don't remember sending me a beautiful no, message. We were just scared. We thought you were gonna like off yourself or something. You thought my message was beautiful? Yes. I thought it was I thought it was nice. worrisome. <laughs> and then Lisa was like, okay, he sent me one. And then Brandon was like, he sent me one too. What? Then I got concerned. Yeah. I can't say something nice to my team? Well, I mean Is it, it that's so out of the ordinary that I Yes. Just, yes. Yes. All right, but well, now, that didn't take very to, long. But now come to find <laughs> out that you don't even remember doing it. Well, <clears throat> maybe just you because should I do it more often, and then we won't be creeped out by it. Like, dude, is he okay? We're like, should we check on him? You were creeped out by we, it? We were like, is he well, okay? Once, once Brandon and out, Lisa yeah. told me, I thought, oh, what's going on? I was like, is he ending himself? Like, what's going on No, I just... Is he watching a really sappy, like, like Netflix romance I, movie by himself? Did he have a fight with Nico and Nico stormed out? Oh, good yeah. lord. We were worried. That's why we all checked and we're I'm, like, we should call Nico and make sure he's okay. I'm great. I was probably in some semi-conscious state, but that doesn't mean that I didn't mean it. Because just perusing what I wrote, I'd say that I meant most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Almost 100% of what I... No, I meant I meant it all. Everybody did a good job. Everybody really picked up. I know. I like slack Joanna's all, week. aw, and then me, I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, no need to worry about me. Yeah. You, you warmed Joanna's heart. Do, yeah. do you want to come back? Do you want to play uh, Urban Dictionary game when we yeah. come back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can do it. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Urban Dictionary game on the way. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Coming up, we've got the Urban Dictionary game. Urban Dictionary game rules are, are similar to Florida Man. But instead of Florida Man stories, it's definitions from the Urban Dictionary. Uh, Brandon picks out the Urban Dictionary word of the day, and then the challenge is to is to guess the Urban Dictionary definition, which is not always the same thing as you know the d- dictionary, the regular dictionary definition. Uh, let's see. Here are some other things about uh, the president's hospitalization. Here's who else tested positive. The first lady, Melania Trump, is positive. Uh, Hope Hicks, senior advisor to the president, they believe that that is, I mean, I don't know how they could know for sure, but they think that she gave it to the president because they were on uh, Marine One, the helicopter, when it went up to uh, Duluth last week. Trump's campaign manager, Bill Stepien. Do you guys have a feel about, do you think Trump will do any more debates or do you think, do you think after last week's uh, hatchet job, do you think he wants to do any more debates or do you think 
we've seen he the thinks last... he won man of course yeah i think he still wants no to. no no he says he won and he says it with a lot of confidence i don't know if he really thinks he uh, i think he might. i think he believes it okay so you think he's dying to get back there and, oh, and yeah. debate joe again see time will tell but but i think i i don't know last week after that debate i i felt like i really detected a change in the w- direction of the wind so to speak you know that the it seemed like yeah, it seemed like like people were a little less sure. People who were sure Trump was going to win seemed a little less sure. And people who are supporting Biden. That's why he feels he needs to go back to debating. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying I predict it, but I would not be too surprised if because of this he doesn't use it to bail on the last two debates. You know what? Time 2020 is wild. I don't know what's going right, on anymore. Right. Um, his campaign manager, Bill Stepien, tested positive. Republican National Committee Chairwoman, and you're not going to believe how appropriate her name is, Rona McDaniel, tested positive. <laughs> yeah. Rona? Got the Rona. <laughs> Senators Mike Lee of Utah, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, who I guess had all been like either in the room or on a, on an aircraft with Trump. Here's one that you got to think there's a bunch of underlying conditions going on. At least at least 3 or 4. Chris Christie, former New Jersey governor who was Trump's uh, debate prep partner. So, Chris Christie tested positive for COVID-19. Also three White House reporters and one White House staffer along with Kellyanne Conway, former White House senior advisor. And I believe I saw something. I didn't verify it, but I just saw a headline that said that Kellyanne's daughter went on TikTok to say that she's positive for COVID-19. Oh, she was wild this week. (laughs) (laughs) Did I get that right, that that Kellyanne's daughter said she's got COVID-19? She does now, and she doesn't like her mom just as much as she did when her mom quit work. But she got her her TikTok privileges back somehow? Somehow. She has a great TikTok where it's it's the audio of her mom saying like, uh, it's like, I'm going to go home. It's like, less drama, more mama. And it's her standing, looking in the house, and there's nobody around her. She's like, okay, but where's mama? <laughs> <laughs> I follow like four people on TikTok. It's like some hot Samoan guy that Joanna sent me, mm-hmm. the You're the funny welcome. Cholo, and uh, that, that girl. On the Skateboard planet. Cholo? Yeah, he's great. That guy? I love him. Did you see the Fleetwood Mac? Uh, Mick did it? No, but I heard about it, and I'm very concerned about Mick Fleetwood skateboarding either. (laughs) I mean, even if he was pretending and somebody was pulling him, he's old. He's been old my entire life. Right? (laughs) Really worried about members, like original members of Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) On a skateboard? Even pretending to be on a skateboard. (laughs) 2020 has been a rough year. Please. Please, get off. Yeah. And if nobody's called up Stevie Nicks, please keep her away from skateboards. Those scarfs alone could get caught up in the wheels. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> doing Isadora Duncan on her. Um, well, I wasn't sure this was going to happen, but apparently it has. We've got a uh, phone call that's coming oh. in. This is what happens, I think, when people uh, get in the hospital and they're bored and they're mm-hmm. willing to talk to anybody. So, yeah. President, uh, who is testing random texts, text yeah. messages to coworkers. COVID-19 diagnosis. He's currently at Walter Reed Hospital. Might be leaving later today. We're 
take a commercial break, and that'll give us a chance. It'll give us four or five minutes to write our definitions and see if anybody gets it right. And Brandon awards points. Yeah. Sometimes you don't get the full points. Sometimes you get partial points. I think so. we're doing it on a, a, a five-point system. Like, if you nail it, you get five points. And then, you know, add other points for creativity. All right. Let's hear today's word. Today's word is Amazheimer's. Could you spell that? A-M-A-Z-H-E-I-M-E-R-S. Amazheimer's. Can you spell that again? A-M-A-Z-H-E-I-M-E-R-S. Amazheimer's. 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 <laughs> All right, I, I know what my definition is going to be. I think I might be a sufferer. <laughs> okay. Amazheimer's. I mean, we'll have to find out, but all right. Everybody got it? Amazheimer's. Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, you've got a few minutes to write down your answer. Those of you playing along at home, uh, go ahead and enter your answer. We'll find out if anybody gets it right as we reveal the true definition of Amazheimer's from Urban Dictionary. And Joanna's also going to have entertainment news coming up in just a few minutes. We got that on the way. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, Brandon, uh, the word again? Amazheimer's. 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 A-M-A-Z-H-E-I-M-E-R-S. Amazheimer's. Well, Amazheimer's. You know, now that you're saying it, I think of something else. I think I've got it. Huh? So I'll, I'd like to volunteer to go first. Do it. All right, I'm going to say that this word is a portmanteau of... Amazon and Alzheimer's. So my definition is when you order something from Amazon but forget about ordering it until it arrives a few days later, <laughs> then you're surprised like it's getting a present from your past self. <laughs> and also I have a notation C-Z-Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my definition of Amazheimer's. Okay. Joanna, you got a definition? I do. Mine says, when you forgot something that amazed you, and then you see it again, and it amazes you no. all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Example, I totally forgot. I love this show. I got as Amazheimer's. 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 That's a good one. <laughs> I like that. Lisa? Mine was similar to Buzz's. It was when you order something on Amazon, and you forgot what it is when the package shows up. Well, that happens to me all the time. I had a feeling you guys were going to go that route, and you are very, very close. But nobody officially got it right. However, we got a lot of points to be given away here because both Lisa and Buzz are incredibly close in the sense that you are combining Amazon and Alzheimer's. And forgetting? Yes. (laughs) But you're not forgetting that you ordered something. The exact definition of Amazheimer's is condition which causes you to place an Amazon order, then shortly after remember something else that you needed. So you place another order from Amazon used in a sentence. Wow. Ten Amazon boxes showed up on my door today. My Amazheimer's must be acting up again. So close. So Busley and Lisa, Mm -hmm. I'll give you three points each for being dangerously close. I mean, it's about as close as you can be without getting the exact answer. Joanna, two and a half points. Woo! 
two and a half points for your. Um, I really liked your definition. That was a really solid Thank one you. about yeah. being surprised all over again because you forgot about being super, or amazed. I should say the first time. Yeah. Okay, so let me see if I understand this again. You order something and then you remember you needed to order something else, so you yes. just go back in and make another order. So rather than realizing, oh, I have five things to order and then getting it all kind of in one shipment, you order one thing and then maybe 15, 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta order this other thing. And so you order something else. So you end up with five Amazon boxes outside your house as opposed to just the one. Mm-hmm. You ever done this thing where you put stuff in your cart and just forget about it, and then you go on and you buy something and go ahead and check out, and it automatically sends you to the checkout your entire cart, and you end up buying all that stuff that you put in the cart previously? No, no I check the cart before. Yeah, I always check the cart. Oh, okay, just me. <laughs> <laughs> I keep uh, making a mental note to go look up San Francisco bird feeder. Oh, that's what I was just thinking, too. I was like, what is that? <laughs> It is time for... Yeah, don't, like, don't let anybody look that up, because maybe I'll make that tomorrow's. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Something Elite. tells me you probably... extra time to think about it. I yeah. mean, something tells me you probably can't. <laughs> There's it's always ways around, man. Time for entertainment news and keeping her finger on the pulse of Hollywood. Here is Joanna Barbo with today's report. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Well, first, a quick follow-up to a story we had on a Friday... Netflix is keeping the dojo doors open, renewing Cobra Kai for a fourth season. Additionally, Netflix released a 30-second teaser for season three, which drops in its entirety on January 8th, 2021. Had you not seen the teaser? No, we can't do um, San Francisco birthday. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) No way. There's no way. Look, let's get through entertainment news, and then before we break, everybody everybody look it up up at the same time. Oh, okay. I'm excited now. I am too. Let's get through this. Actor Thomas. Joanna's like, we don't need half these stories. I want to get to San Francisco Bird Feeder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's bad because this is a sad story. Oh, no. Actor Thomas Jefferson Bird, best known for appearing in several Spike Lee films, was murdered in Atlanta on Saturday. He was 70. According to Variety, Bird was found lying unresponsive by the Atlanta Police Department after they responded to a call about an injured person around 1.45 a.m. Saturday morning. He was identified and pronounced dead due to multiple gunshot wounds to the back by emergency medical services. The police department added that the investigation is ongoing and subject to change as homicide detectives work to determine the circumstances surrounding the fatal incident. There's been a development in the shocking, unprovoked assault of actor Rick Moranis, who was punched in the head and knocked to the ground during a morning walk in New York City. You know, when I read the headline that Rick Moranis had been punched... Mm -hmm. It never crossed my mind that Rick Moranis might have provoked it in some way. Right. Like, you, you never think, thought, like, oh, was Rick Moranis just, like, starting beef with people on the street? I don't see that. No. NYPD confirmed on Sunday that they are currently questioning someone connected to the Thursday attack, but didn't specify if it was a suspect or someone knowledgeable on the matter. The incident happened at 7.42 a.m. on October 2nd, where Rick Moranis was walking near 70th Street, on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, Did near you say Central he was, Park. Oh, he was in the park, or he was he around? was walking near the park, near, the near park. Central Park. Yeah. The attack was caught on camera, showing a black man wearing an I Heart New York hoodie, balling his fist and striking the 67-year-old actor in the head, unprovoked. The suspect calmly walked away as Moranis fell to the ground and remained motionless. 
The actor then took himself to an area hospital for evaluation, complaining of head and hip pain, and has since been released. A spokesperson for Moranis says that the actor is fine, but grateful for everyone's thoughts and well wishes. Concerns continue to pour in for the actor, including a call for justice from Captain America himself, Chris Evans, who tweeted shortly after news broke of the attack, saying, My blood is boiling. Find this man. You don't touch Rick Moranis. NYPD has since released a high-definition photo of the suspect and encourages anyone who may recognize Moranis' attacker. Damn, dude's going to have the Avengers after him. Right. And And Gozar the Gozarian. (laughs) 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 Or at least the gatekeeper and the keymaster, possibly. And No Time to Die may have to change its title to Plenty of Time to Kill because the 25th James Bond film has been pushed back an entire year. It will now arrive on April 2nd of 2021. The film production company confirmed the date change and said that it was due in order to be seen by a worldwide theatrical audience. Originally, the film was supposed to arrive in April of this year before getting delayed to November due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The new delay gives the world five more months to potentially recover and for people to decide when they're willing to brave theaters again. I With guess entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barber. Regal theaters were kind of counting on this one. This one to bring then, people yeah. back. It, it seems like it broke it broke the it's the straw that broke the camel's back for mm-hmm. Regal because they just mm-hmm. announced they're going to shut down uh abo- well, I guess all of their North American theaters. All right. You guys all want to look up uh San Francisco bird feeder? Ah, yes, I forgot what the the word was. It, it's in the song and Uh-huh. And it's not one we'll be doing for the Urban Dictionary game. So right. there's, I'm like, I think some of the fun of doing the Urban Dictionary stuff on the air is trying to find creative ways to explain the definition. I don't know if there's really any way to do this one. San Francisco bird, bird feeder. Right. Okay, I have three, two, <laughs> one. Everybody look. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, there there are multiple definitions. <laughs> There's two at least. Okay. What? I like it. Okay. By the way, you could get anything on Urban Dictionary printed on a mug. So if anybody wants a San Francisco bird feeder mug, you can get that. I see the I like, for that. This says get a San Francisco bird feeder mug for your cousin Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> wow. I was in the park the other day and I saw a guy doing the San Francisco oh, bird feeder. Oh, my God. Uh, what park so we can never go? Yeah. <laughs> All of them. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, Lisa, do you want to tell us about the celebrity? I guess it's not a Happy Meal because it's not McDonald's. But mm-hmm. you wrote a post about this and uh, a restaurant had an answer for the. Tr- is it Travis Scott? Is that the name of the? Yes, Travis Scott. Music artist. Yes. Is that? Am I getting that right? Yeah. Yeah. Is he a rapper? Um, <laughs> he is. Okay. That's what baby daddy took Kylie Jenner. Is he a rapist? He is. Is he an angry rapper or does he rap happy like Will Smith? He is. I mean, he's a performer for sure. Actually, he has a really really cool live show. Um, so he came at McDonald's came out with the he's Travis the one, Scott meal. Yeah, he's the one who actually had beef with uh Tommy Lee. What? 
Yeah. Well, it wasn't Tommy was so he got mad because Travis Scott had in his live show something that was kind of like, you know how his uh, drum kit oh, goes yeah, upside yeah. down? He got mad at him, cussed him out, was trying to call him out on social media. Well, and then it turns out, no, it was the production company that took that uh, creation without Tommy's permission and let Travis use it. Do so we know like, for bad. sure that, that Tommy Lee was the first one to do that that drum kit in a that goes in a ball above the crowd or whatever? Think so. Is that what we're? Yeah, I don't. I don't Travis know did something similar, but obviously he's not a drummer. But it was something where he was hooked onto something, and it like made him go like he was on a roller coaster while he was rapping, which is kind of impressive. No, Jack Valentine was the first. Ah, there you Jack go. Jack Valentine is known as drummer in the first incarnation of Motley Crue. Jack, cuss him out then. Cuss Wait, out Tommy. And, and back then they had a like a multi-million dollar setup that had. The, I don't think it was a multi-million dollar setup. Because that one that they had for the Dr. Feelgood thing, I was at that, and that, that looked expensive Well, and then there's, there's video of, this is 1975. Huh. Yeah, it was some kind of thing where Tommy would be behind his drum kit, and then the whole drum kit would go up in the air, and then it would turn upside down, and Tommy would just be drumming away It was actually a link to Mick Mars's first band. That's at least that's what I'm seeing here is that right. the first one to really have the drummer grow upside down. It looks like it was the drummer from Mick Mars's first band. All right, so Lisa, what is your post about Travis Scott? No, it's actually about another fast food giant that is doing their own version of a meal inspired by a celebrity, but this time they decided to look at Gabriel Iglesias instead. So Jack in the Box contacted him and told him that they were going to go ahead and launch a Jack's Fluffy Combo. So this is with Jack in the Box and Postmates. And this is pretty cool. I mean, there's been a lot of internet hype over the Travis Scott meal. And so this combo meal has a lot of great stuff in it. Uh, Jack in the Box said to Gabriel Iglesias, as you've said, the best reason to drink Diet Coke is so you can eat what you want, like tacos and curly fries and chicken nuggets and mini churros. A lot of people have been asking us for a fluffy guy combo. And once we saw your version, we knew we had to get you one. So it contains in it three tacos, five chicken nuggets, curly fries, mini churros, and a medium Diet Coke. They also added at the end uh, that they put in two sourdough jack sandwiches with no tomatoes. That's usually what he gets in his order, which is kind of creepy that they know that. Uh, but you can pick up that through Postmates and Jack in the Box. And Gabriel was super excited about it, put it up on all of his social media pages. So uh, if you want, you can eat like Fluffy too, although that's probably not the best idea. All right, but but it does come with a Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. Medium, too, not a large. Well, the medium at Jack in the Box is pretty big. Um, Brandon, Movie Monster Madness, what are you doing this month? It hasn't started yet. It just kicked off. We're doing 32 of the biggest movie monsters of all time, like Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Leatherface, all the way down the line to Pinhead to Frankenstein's Monster, Gozer from the Ghostbusters as well. So basically, what I'm doing is I set up a tournament bracket for these 32 monsters, and every day, today until Thursday, there's going to be a new set of eight kind of uh, that are are set out there so that there's four different matchups. And then today, the four matchups were Freddy Krueger versus Pumpkinhead, Wolfman versus Norman Bates, Alien versus Predator, 
<laughs> and Jigsaw versus Ghostface. That's the, the villain from Scream. And you can use whatever criteria you want. I mean, I've heard people argue, well, who would win in a fight or who's scarier or who's cooler? I don't care. Just whatever criteria you want, pick somebody and then they can move on to the next round. So those are the first eight. And then tomorrow, a new eight's going to be um, set up. And so each one, you have five days to vote. So the eight that are up today, the, that voting closes on Friday. And then we're just going to kind of whittle it down until we have one standing monster left at the end of the month. All right. And you can go and vote at that. on that. You can see the fluffy guy, uh, Jack of the Box special. All of that is posted at buzzadamshow.com. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to talk to Kaplowitz a little bit about sports coming up. Bill Kuhn is here. Bill is the CEO of El Paso YMCA's. Hi, Bill. Good morning, Buzz. Bill and I were commiserating last week about OU losing to K-State. And I told you, you know, I don't. I'm I'm using this opportunity to not, not even count this as a real season uh-huh. with everything that's going on, and then they they lose to Iowa State. When's the last time? I can't remember. It, twenty four years is what I've heard. Since, well, twenty four years since they lost two regular season games in a row. But well, when's the last time they lost to Iowa State? I don't know, man. In, in Iowa State, it's been a long time since they've lost in Iowa State alone. Yeah. Um, and then Texas lost to TCU, so nobody saw that one coming, but. Well, you know, they had a trouble with uh, Tech the week they prior. They did have a little bit of trouble with Tech. Uh, so this will be the first time going into an OU Texas weekend that both of the teams ha- haven't been ranked in the top 20. I know. That's just, un- what, 2016 that OU hasn't been ranked in the top 20. Yeah. Crazy. Well, you know what? Like I say, I'm kind of discounting this whole season. So good luck to... Alabama or whoever it's going to be. <laughs> LSU, Alabama, now, I, Georgia. I, I have a shocking thing to tell you. Uh, Bill Coon is also originally from Oklahoma. I am. A Sooner fan. Absolutely. I went to OU, and I may have to start wearing some Oklahoma State gear. Ugh. So if you walk in and you see me wearing black and orange, and it's not Halloween, but I have a good reason. <sighs> My niece... <laughs> Just signed a, a letter of intent, full scholarship to Oklahoma State wow. to play basketball. Wow! Congratulations! So, wow. Yeah, my daughter went to UT. I still don't rock the UT oh, stuff. How do you let that happen? I mean, I, you just acknowledge you failed as a parent. I did. I did <laughs> acknowledge you failed as a parent. Just horrible, horrible things in the world. Um, well, Bill is going to tell us about the strong challenge. This is a YMCA, and I guess this might even be like a worldwide or nationwide uh, thing, but definitely uh, El Paso is playing a part. Absolutely. You know, a few uh, few months ago, Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, started the strong challenge there in Cincinnati. Uh, you know, how many times can you binge watch Tiger King? Mm-hmm. How many times can you, you know... We're talking about the COVID spread, but I'm not talking about spreading the virus. I'm talking about the spread that we've all had because we've been locked up in our house. You know, I, I know that some people said they were going to use this time, especially if they were furloughed or God bless them out of work. They, they're going to use this time to really get in shape. And if they did, good on them. But I think a lot of people... Round is a shape buzz. It, it's hard. <laughs> You'd think, well, you know, I'm going to be quarantined. I'll just work out. For some reason, it just really saps the willpower. I think a lot more people quit, you know, they walking or running or biking. 
uh, than started doing it. So I think it's like a nation, at least a nationwide problem that it people is. have just not been getting the exercise they might have before the pandemic started. Absolutely. Is that Kids what the not, YMCA is thinking about? Absolutely. Kids are not working out. Families are not working out because they're trapped inside and they have limited yeah, sure. abilities to do that. So, you know, we joined with Cincinnati and another 125 YMCAs nationwide to begin the Strong Challenge on October 19th. October 19th, all right. It's when it starts. You can go to ElPasoYMCA.org and sign up today. It's right there on the front screen to sign up for the Strong Challenge. You'll get three encouraging emails a week. Uh, we're asking Do you have to be a member of the YMCA to sign not. up? It is free for anybody and everybody. All right, what does it entail? What am I signing up for here? You're if signing I were to up, sign up five days a week. 20 minutes a day. 20 minutes a day. Of exercise. Okay. That is if you want to go walk your dog. 20 minutes? 20 minutes a day. Will that even do any good? It will. Okay. It gets you off the couch, gets you active. You know what? We know that once you get the soreness out, you're going to do a lot more after that. Right. You know, I've I've really, really, I've started that already uh, so I can get in shape for the strong. I've already signed up. I'm ready for the strong challenge here in El Paso. Buzz, I ask you to sign up for it. I will. I'll go over there and sign up. You know, uh, Joanna but, just saw me lifting lifting weights. I've I've done like uh-huh. ten minutes already. Unfortunately, right? I did see that. Okay, you know, <laughs> yeah, but a beer doesn't matter this early in the morning. <laughs> lifting that weight of beer, you know, yeah, <laughs> wasn't twelve ounces. It was, in fact, it was, it 12, was a big boy, huh? It was twelve pounds. <laughs> Um, what is the situation at the YMCA? Are people coming in and social they distancing? Are. They are. You know, we. They are. Yes, they you can, are. You can use the facilities at the YMCA. Absolutely. You know, we've shut down some treadmills. You know, every space day house. to keep the spaces. Uh, our weight equipment mostly is six foot distance. Yeah. Uh, our aerobic programs are six foot distance. You guys have a, at least the one that I know on, on Mesa on the west side. You guys have a big space so absolutely you could could social distance most of the machines i would imagine right everything's open in fact we've we've become creative in reopening our hot tubs and our steam rooms and there's an extra charge for that just because we have to clean it after every use yeah because we don't want to spread the covid so 45 minutes i believe is what they're doing how about the uh the racquetball are you letting people play some racquetball absolutely God, you know, I remember it's hard to it's hard to keep that six foot distance in a racquetball court, but those guys know the risk. Yeah, well, if you go in with somebody you live with, for instance, because yeah. a lot of families, you know, uh, if you go down absolutely. there, I can remember when racquetball kind of hit in the eighties as mm-hmm. a fad, right? And then it kind of fell out. But let me tell you, that's the best lunch workout you could do. Like you know, all those eighties music where eighties oh, um, movies rather when the yuppies would be playing. To this day, you get in there and play some racquetball, and before you know it, it's so much fun, and you're sweating like crazy. I, I can't believe that it ever went, kind of went out of fashion, but you know, uh, how many courts you got? Two or three? Uh, well, West Side has four. Yeah, bowling in the Northeast has one, and the East Side has two. Those might be the only ones that I know of in town. Uh, Tigos have a few. Uh, UTEP has UTEP a few. used to. Did they? Uh, if they the last time them, I went over there to play because. You know, you just wait for somebody to open the door, and then you go in. (laughs) All of those racquetball courts, and they they had, I don't know, six or eight of them. Storage. They've just got stuff stored in there. Yeah, it's hard to find a place to play racquetball. You know, and we've kept, you know, we've turned some racquetball courts into different things, you know, two of the the three of our facilities, uh, but still have some. Yeah. 
uh, racquetball has died, but being on the border and racquetball and handball being such a strong sport in Mexico, that's where our commitment is to keep a few of them open. I'd like to get back in the swing of playing racquetball a few times a week. Well, come on, man. I'll go play with you. How about pickleball? Have you ever heard of pickleball? Westside Family Wise starting a pickleball league. What you, do you play that on a tennis court? No, it's on a basketball court. Oh, you play pick. See, I've only ever heard yeah, about it and yeah. seen the equipment on sale at Academy. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I don't know how to play it. Yeah, well, I. Don't but it's know like how to play tennis, it. it's right? Like, you hit it over a, a net. It's a, over a net that's maybe two feet high. The ball doesn't go as far no. or bounces. Yeah, lively or whatever. So, have you it, played? I have not. I've seen it played. Does it look like a good workout? It does not to me. <laughs> that's to me. It doesn't look like a good workout. You know, not, not to me. It's usually senior citizens out there playing pickleball. Well, look at us, Bill. Hey, I, <laughs> I will never admit how old I am and that I'm old. But you, you acknowledge that. That you do work up a sweat with racquetball, right? Absolutely, that, that is a basketball, good racquetball, basketball, running. Short. All right, weight room. So, twenty minutes a day, you can go inside five up, days a week. And, and what's going to happen? You're going to get some encouragement from You're the gonna, YMCA. We're, you know, on Mondays we're going to kind of set the goals for you. Wednesday, some encouragement. Some Friday, you know, uh, inspirational thoughts, and that's going to happen for six weeks, right into. Turkey Trot. Hey. Turkey Trot, I was going to ask about because, you know, so many things are getting canceled. I didn't know if the Turkey Trot... Did not get canceled, but it's virtual. Okay, how's that going to work? Well, it's going to work. It's going to, you know, we've had to be creative, Was the we? Turkey Trot somehow connected to the parade? Like It, it was, was not. It, but it happened the same day. But... Happened the same day okay. on the same route. All right. Uh, number one, we're having a drive-by packet pickup. All right. Creative. You know, on the 16th, I believe, of November, we'll have a packet pickup. They'll drive out through the parking lot and pick up their packets. Of any, which YMCA? It's of the Westside YMCA. Westside YMCA, okay. ElPasoYMCA.org will have all the information. But from the 16th to the 28th, you can run the turkey trot, wherever you want to run it at. All right. You can run up Trans Mountain. You can run on the flat space, wherever you want to run it. We'll be able to post times on the certain website, the whole nine yards. Once you complete it, you got to do it on Thanksgiving morning. Nope. Could you wait it until the afternoon? To do you it? could do it anytime between the 16th of November and the 28th of November. So those turkey that. trotters, I remember, have to get up pretty early, don't they? We start at 7:15 in yeah. the morning. Yeah, on so Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, you know, the parade's gone virtual. We've gone virtual, but we're still doing it because you know what? It raises money to provide financial assistance for those that can't afford yep. the YMCA. And today, that's a lot of people during COVID. So six weeks of the strong, the YMCA strong challenge, going right into the turkey trial. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so go over and sign up. El Paso YMCA.org. Walking, just like walking for twenty walking minutes. Walking twenty minutes, uh, riding a bike for twenty minutes. Uh, what if I knew, as an example, Bill? I know that Wednesday I've got something that I got to do. I do forty minutes on Tuesday. You can do that, that or or you have also Saturday and Sunday you can pick up the pace. Okay, so as long as you get 20 minutes in, you can, Five days a week. You can adjust it. Absolutely. All right, Joanna, you want to do this with me? Uh, come on. Oh, come on. Come on, Five Joanna. Five days a week. Come on, Joanna. I expect your name on the Five list. Five days a week, you and I, we go hit that hill right behind oh, the radio no. station. <laughs> oh, that hill is a, is a B. Let's do it. Let me tell you, that hill's Let's tough. Yeah? Yeah. Starting the 19th, 19th. 19th of October. I'm going to oh, go okay. 
Can I sign up Joanna, or does she have to do it herself? She needs to do it. You got to do it yourself, oh, Joanna. Oh, you know, and we, you know, <laughs> we're gonna have a little microsite for our our group, but also you could see what's going on around the other 125 YMCA's mm-hmm. on the Strong Challenge. Uh, Facebook sites and stuff. So you're really not doing it by yourself. You're doing it with 125 other YMCA's nationwide. How cool is that? I just uh, noticed a couple of questions here, Bill. Some people want to know, when using the weight room, do do uh, people use the weight room have to keep the mask on, or can they take the mask off when they're when they're lifting the weights? When they're walking in and l- walking out, they have to wear the mask. Okay, but but the in, mask- the weight, in the weight room on, if it's where you have to breathe a lot, you got to put your mask on. Right. I mean, take your mask off. Take your off. mask off. Right. So if you're on the treadmill and you're Correct. running and things right. like that, or if you're going to do some strenuous exercise, you're you're able to take the mask yes, off. Yes, because we're also social distance in the Y. Uh, yeah. All right. So that um, takes care of it. How about, I, this might be a silly question, if if somebody was going to take a steam, you don't you don't wear the mask in the steam no, or you do wear the mask? do not off? wear the mask in the steam, and that's why, you know, we're only but, letting you go for a certain amount of time, and we shut it down, we clean it completely. Yep. And then open it back up for the next person. All right. So go over to uh, ElPasoYMCA.org. That's right. Did I say it correctly? Uh, ElPasoYMCA.org. All right. ElPasoYMCA.org. And uh, sign up for the six-week strong challenge. And who knows? Maybe you work it up. And how how long is the turkey trot? That's not like... It's a a 5K. 3.1 mile. All right, Joanna, we're going to have to walk that hill a bunch of times if we're going <laughs> to turkey trot, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that's going on with the uh, YMCA that you'd like to let us all you know? You know what? About? We're open. We're going. we got uh-huh. U Sports going. Most of our facilities open. The only big challenge we've had is uh, swim lessons. Yeah. And right now, we're asking parents to get in the water with their kids while the instructor's on the side. Okay. Instructing their kids on how to do swim lessons but we're we're becoming very creative in our programming to make sure that we meet every need that we have with the uh covet issue uh, what's the uh, any leagues going on right now or have the leagues had to have been put on hold for the time uh, being? they're not gone on right now but they're getting ready to start uh adult or youth either or youth is going on right now in mm-hmm. fact this w- weekend was our second weekend of the fall sports What's that? Basketball and basketball, soccer. We've we've become creative. Uh, volleyball, you know, and uh, because you know our snow facilities in New Mexico, we can't use that facility because New Mexico rules are a little bit tighter than El Paso rules. Mm-hmm. So we we've been creative, and you know, we've uh, our West Side volleyball is four on four instead of six on six because of the rules. All right, now if there are any pickleballers out there who take exception, I just want you to know that it's Bill Kuhn at the YMCA <laughs> who said that he didn't think it looked nice. like a great workout unless for you're me. an elderly unless for you're me. for you. Okay, <laughs> come uh, on, Buzz, man, don't get me in trouble. All right, El Paso <laughs> YMCA dot org and uh, Joanna and I are going to go sign up. Great. So Bill will be in it with I'll, you. We'll be, I'll watch for you guys. We'll be looking right. for your. <laughs> For your inspirational messages during the week too, I, I, I'm there. You know, these weeks all have different uh, themes. One of them's connect. You know, mm-hmm. connect with each other, connect with your family because we're spending too much time on screen time. But also with a higher power, with God. Mm-hmm. One of them is play. We don't play enough. You know, and so watch play and connect because those are kind of my two great things. And I'll be adding to the emails and stuff on the play and connect, but. We'll have a service service project, which would be pretty cool, uh, the last week of it all. So 
it's it's six weeks of fun stuff. Uh, All right, I'm signing up today. I encourage everybody listening to sign up too. And no more binge watching Tiger King. Well, you could still binge. I mean, 20 minutes. You know, you could go you 20 can. minutes, and you, I, I, maybe not Tiger King, but I'm still going to binge watch some stuff. Uh, not what me. if What if I got one of those? Uh, one of those stationary, but I could do my twenty minutes while I'm watching. You could, you, know, you could if you, you could. really wanted to, but you know, but you wouldn't I, get the sunshine. The sunshine's got a lot of vitamin D, uh, makes well, you feel better. It does. Get outside the four walls of your place. I mean, it's just so important to get yeah. out and and just enjoy. You know what? This is a great time of year to be well, in El Paso. It's October. It's still in the eighties. It's nice in the evenings and the mornings. Great time to go is. out. And if Oklahoma loses against Texas this weekend, I'm going to have my Saturdays free for the rest of the fall. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Bill, for coming by. Thank you, Buzz. All right. We're going to talk to Steve Kaplowitz coming up. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Kaplowitz. <laughs> Pretty spot on. All right. It's the Monday morning quarterback with Cappy brought to you by Darren Powell, attorney at law. Loved one passed away and they don't have a will. Don't leave it up to the courts. Call Darren Powell, 313-0081. That's 313-0081. I said... (laughs) Watch the defense give up points. (laughs) I said this last Monday. I said it the Monday before that. I'm going to say it again. If you're a Cowboys fan, you're getting some exciting games. I mean, they're not snooze fest, Cappy. This is what happens when you have no defense. So, yes, well, they've you're got, right. I mean, they've got you a lot. give up a lot of points. you got a lot of your defense, Hal Vander Esch and Sean Lee, and I don't even know mm-hmm. when they're coming back. But like Those two guys, how long are they still going to be out for? Uh, Sean Lee should be back eventually. It's, yeah. it's, it's a typical Sean Lee season. I feel bad for Sean. Right, but it's home. not like the Cavalry uh, is just going to be coming back in the next couple of weeks. they got to get something on this defense figured out. But, I mean, just from an excitement level, that that was incredibly exciting when they came back and they did those three consecutive mm-hmm. uh, two-point conversions. Um, I don't know. Break it apart for us a little bit so we know the defense is a problem for sure. Yeah, it is. I mean, let's put it this way. Uh, Dak Prescott should not be putting the ball in the air almost 60 times in a football game. All right? That's the problem. Well, now, he's, think ha- about he's it. having some monster he's, numbers for sure. He is. But unfortunately, these monster numbers are all uh, in, in you know, losses. That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they came back and they beat Atlanta. But, you know, you lose to Cleveland. And you don't just lose to Cleveland. I mean, you know, you, you give up almost 50 points to the Cleveland Browns. And that's the thing. I mean, Dak, you're right. He threw for 502 yards yesterday, four touchdowns and one interception. Now, those are those those aren't those are video game numbers. It's like Madden 2021 or 2020 numbers is what it is. It's not a football game. It's a video game. But the problem is again, the Dallas Cowboys are uh, their defense is bad and it's putting the rest of the team and the offense in a really bad spot and a bad situation. I don't know if you watched any of the game yesterday. I did but, watch the uh, man, game. Man, OBJ was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He he really he showed did? that spark of, you know, like a very, not just a superstar, but just a very, very special superstar that maybe people hadn't seen in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he really showed what, what Odell Beckham Jr. can do. 
And the Browns, I mean, look, they, they played really well. They scored in every quarter, which is pretty huge. They had a 24-point second quarter, and then they scored uh, you know, 10 in the third, 8 in the fourth. But that's the thing. The Cowboys were down 31-14 at halftime. They were down at one point 41-14. Think about that for a second. Going into the fourth quarter, Yeah, that was the point where 14. I thought, well, there, there's no coming back. And they didn't. They didn't come back. But I thought there was no chance. They got it down to... Uh, you know, a three-point game. And, Brandon, you thought at that point when they got it down to three-point game, you thought they should have probably onside kicked. Uh, yeah, I don't understand what they were doing there because the kick before, they kind of squibbed it. It went past everybody. If that ball doesn't go into the end zone and the Cowboys recover, that's the Cowboys' ball. But instead, yeah. they they didn't even go for an onside kick. It was like in between. and it, it just it didn't make any sense whatsoever because all you basically did was give the Browns Excellent field position. Because they even said this on the broadcast. If you had even gone with a normal kickoff, and let's say it goes back for a touchback, and the Browns come out to the 25-yard line, they're probably not going to run that um, that reverse. Doodle. Yeah, the yeah. reverse to, to Odell Beckham Jr. Right. No, he's right. Um, it's interesting. I think when the Cowboys um, had that crazy onside kick that just hypnotized Atlanta, and then they eventually recovered it and won the football game, maybe now they're thinking, oh, you know what? We're the master of the uh, of the gimmick uh, kick. We can do something that nobody else has done, and we'll figure out a way to recover the ball every time. And, and I don't know what it was, but you're right. You had three minutes, 42 seconds, or maybe, guys, and that's another question. If you don't trust your defense, uh, maybe you figure, you know what, we've got to do something yeah. crazy to try to get the ball because we don't just leave it can't, up to your defense. We're never going to see it otherwise. Yeah, don't get your defense out there. Try and get the ball back. I mean, they they at that point they would have kind of had to three and out the uh, to get the ball back in time to score anyway, right? Yep. Yeah, um, exactly. All right, uh, we're going to have two games tonight. We've got a you know the regular Monday night matchup, and then we've got uh, Make Good which could be a really good game between the Patriots and the Chiefs on CBS. And it's going to be nationally televised, too. That's the wild thing about tonight. So uh, CBS will have this game on everywhere tonight, uh, beginning at 5.05. And uh, this was the game that was supposed to have been played yesterday, but because Cam Newton tested positive for COVID, it kind of put this game uh, a little bit off. And did you hear about the Chiefs? Their scout quarterback who was practicing as Cam Newton all week, he also got covid so how about that? Yeah. You have uh, the the real thing gets gets it, and then the guy that pretends to be him uh, also figures it. So they they really uh, did this perfectly if you think about it. But no, it should be a great football game. Chiefs are undefeated. Patriots are two and one. And then you've got Falcons Packers tonight. That's the ESPN game. Now that's going to start um, a little later than normal. That game was supposed to start at six twenty, but now because of the Patriots Chiefs, that game will start at six fifty. So they're moving it back a half hour. And, of course, uh, you've got Aaron Jones and, and um, you know Aaron Rodgers and the undefeated Packers. But then Matt Ryan, who's had a, a huge start to his season. Uh, Falcons are winless. That's the thing. It's like, you know, you look at Matt Ryan's numbers, it's kind of weird. I mean, he's thrown for almost 1,000 yards in three games and seven touchdowns. But the Falcons are another team. You know, all these, all these offensive yards are meaningless if you can't win a football game. So we'll see if the Packers can remain undefeated and the Falcons will uh, stay winless this, uh, this season. Back to the postponed game, the Chiefs and the Patriots, were you surprised at all that they were able to rearrange that and, and do it? It didn't seem like there was much of a, a, much trouble. Uh, was that a little surprising to anybody? Well, let's put it this way. I think because there were not additional positive tests, 
it made it easy. Okay, well, I, I, I just mean the logistics the of moving game day from from Sunday to Monday. They seem to have no problem with that right now, and I don't know if you've if you've seen this or not. Are they doing any the fans? NFL is Kansas City is Kansas City's yes. doing fans, so they had to tell everybody, "Hey, just you know, bring your ticket, and show up tomorrow, right?" And show up tomorrow instead, and everybody seemed to be okay with that. I guess, right? Do you know the NFL has this this plan where if they can, they're going to go either to Monday or Tuesday. So there could potentially be. So let's just say you know, you know, Cam gets positive test, and then they get another couple positives on on you know Saturday or Sunday. But then they 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 don't test positive today. The NFL could always make the game a Tuesday game. So we could have Monday night football, Tuesday night football. But uh, because the only test really was was the Newton test and the, and the uh, scout quarterback for Kansas City, uh, they kept the game on here for Monday when they rescheduled. What's going to happen if and when? And I think it is an if, not necessarily a win, but if and when a game can't be played for that entire week, like how's that going? Well, that's, that's what season? happened with the Titans and Steelers. Exactly, exactly. The Titans and Steelers were supposed to play this weekend. What they did was they did a little rearranging with the bye weeks. So instead of playing this week, they both have buys. The Titans and Steelers get their buys in week four, and then they're going to make it up in week seven. So uh, they did, but they, you know, the schedule they have some flexibility. Can and they that's be the that thing. flexible Without, the all season long though? To, to you know, I, have I, to I can see it for doing it for one game, and I can see moving this other one. But at some point, could it get to be a problem where they where they logistically are going to have to do a forfeit or something? Well, here's the, here's the issue, okay? This is, this is where you start to wonder, will every team play 16 games? So right now we had the Steelers and the Titans affected, and their game ultimately was pushed to a bye this week. What if, during the season, there is another outbreak, either with the Titans or the team that was affected but didn't test positive, the Steelers? Mm-hmm. Then what? And if they can't play, how do you handle it? Because ultimately, there could come a spot where a team might end up having... 14 or 15 games instead of 16 if they just, you know, if they're not able to, you know, to to uh, to beat this thing. So that's going to be a good question, Buzz, that you posed, because you only get one bye week in the NFL season. They play 16 games in 17 weeks. So now you really have to hope that the Titans and the Steelers don't have any breakouts throughout the rest of the season so that they are not, so that their schedule is not compromised. So maybe every, every team can feel fairly confident, you know, if they have to miss a game, it could be rescheduled. But when you get into two, your second game that has to be postponed, uh, then you might be running up against some real trouble. See, and in baseball, you play these seven-inning doubleheaders, and you can solve your problems of missing yeah, games that way. They would never have but an in, NFL team no. play twice. And I, I know that sometimes you've got a Sunday game, and then you've got a, a Thursday, or you got a, you know something like that. But as far as... You can't do it. You can't do it like that during the season. No, I think what would happen in that situation is the NFL would then go from uh, wins to win percentage, and I think that is how they would probably decide it. Because if you play, you know, one or two fewer games than everybody else, but you've got a better win percentage, then ultimately that could still put you in the playoffs, even though you've played fewer games. I mean, that's the only logical way that they can actually get this thing going without moving the uh, the playoffs back a week or two to accommodate makeup games, which which I don't think they would do. All right, we're gonna talk. Talk a little baseball and basketball before we move on from college, though. Let's talk about, I mean, before we move on from football, let's talk about the college uh, scene. So, Texas got upset at Royal Stadium by TCU. 
Mm-hmm. Oklahoma went up and lost to Iowa State in for the first time in, I don't know, 60 years? 50 years? When was the last time Oklahoma lost to Iowa State? Oh, oh it's been a while, Buzz. Um, I would have to check the exact time that that has... Uh, 60, well, 1960. So well, I can we tell you, the last time OU lost two consecutive regular season games had to have been 20-something years ago since that 1999. Happened. Do you... Do you think, uh, you know, just the the conditions and quarantine and everything else that's going on might just be throwing some some teams off their game? Absolutely, they haven't yeah. practiced as much, and yes, they've. But had wouldn't to, they everybody be thrown players. off as much as everybody else? Sure, they would, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the good teams will still be good and the bad teams will still be bad. I they mean, kind anything's of level, possible. Level the playing field a little bit there. Well, and you have to realize something too, Iowa State. Is a really they've got a good football team. Um, their quarterback Brock Purdy is a uh, you know he's one of the better quarterbacks in college, and then they've got a running back in Brees Hall who has been uh, you know a stud uh, over the last few years, and he's a actually he's he's you know he's is six one two fifteen. So they came into the season in the top twenty five. Iowa State did. So it's not exactly like Oklahoma lost to a bunch of slugs. I think the key is is that. They're just not as good as everybody expected, and then Texas loses to TCU, which makes the uh, you know the Texas OU game a, a huge um, you know wild card. You want to uh, watch that weekend. together this weekend? BT's going to be in town. <laughs> Is it BT's you, coming in? Yeah, BT's. Oh, I be just in this talked week. to him right now. Yeah, he said he'll be in the studio with you on Friday. Yeah, oh, we set terrific. up a little OU Texas because he's an Oklahoma guy too. He is. He here's is. He here's be, the only thing. Is he going to be showing up with his OU jersey? Buzz no, said something about football to you. Are you? Yeah, ask him if he wants to watch OU Texas this weekend with me and, uh, me and OU, the Longhorn guy. Are OU and Texas the same thing? Longhorn guy. Oh, no, the OU Longhorn and Texas guy. are. What is OU? OU's the Sooners. Okay, that's a. Oh, so they're different teams? Yeah. OU versus Texas. All right, while you're doing that, what let me that just mean? tell Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've kind of written off. They've lost two games in a row oh, yeah, already in this season. They're done. The only thing that I'm holding out for is the possibility that they can also spoil Texas season, knock off Texas this weekend. <laughs> That's the only thing that I it is going to bring me any joy this college football season is if they can take <laughs> out Texas this weekend. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I mean, you looking at their Sooners, schedule, baby. F yeah. <laughs> I don't know it what that means. I, like seen, I probably okay. haven't seen my friend BT in like four years. I know. He said he's town. so excited to see you right yeah, now. Yeah. Adorbs. Um, tell him, OU, tell him same Even if they listen. <laughs> <laughs> What's if that? OU beats Texas, if OU beats Texas, there's, they're going to lose the next week because then, or two weeks later, they got to play at TCU. That's going to be a loss. And then they got to play in Lubbock at Texas Tech. So and and they also have to play no, Oklahoma State, who's ranked tenth in the country. Like I say, so I don't care about I don't care about the Sooner season for the rest of the year, other than beating Texas and kind of crapping in their Cheerios. Okay, Miners uh, had a bye week. That was kind of nice. That was almost like you're three and one. Enjoy it an extra week. And I really should be a lot more supportive after that performance they turned in. That was one of the most quality wins the Miners have had 
in seasons, many seasons. It's been a long time. Yeah. Been a long time. And not only that, um, at the same time, their opponent this week is Louisiana Tech, and they played BYU and lost forty-five to fourteen on the road. So that was the first loss of the season for Louisiana Tech. But what it does is it also gives UTEP some more game film on La Tech, so they can kind of see a little bit of what they've got to come up with. And uh, you know, this this game this weekend is going to be a big test for the Miners. Starts the conference play and. Obviously, if they can uh, carry that momentum over to Louisiana Tech, that would be huge for them. But on paper, the Miners are going in. Still a pretty big underdog to Louisiana Tech this weekend. I uh, haven't seen the opening line, but yes, yeah, it'll probably I would be two touchdowns. It's going to be a, yeah. a big one. Yeah. So, but it's going to be on ES. That's listen. We're going to have the game. Oh, there. Uh, Fifteen points is this is yep. the uh, opening spread. Fifteen. So there you go. Did you see um, that? I was only one point off. I said like two touchdowns. I'm like Jimmy the Greek, except not racist. That's true. Maybe not you should as leave, racist. Maybe you should leave your job in radio and move to Vegas and just become a professional a uh, handicapper yeah. and a bookmaker. That would be good. I think I that would be, be a like, good job for I could you. be like De Niro in Casino. Yep, exactly. And think you could always you could have a cigar in your mouth at all times. You never and you love cigars. It'd be perfect. Yeah. And then you can I just I could be Ace Rothstein. That, that, there the it second. is. That's that. <laughs> second. Think of the excitement uh, if the miners oh pull out God. a win, and and they're four and one, and they beat Louisiana Tech. I mean, yeah, if they beat Louisiana Tech, and come back here for the uh, for the next home game, Southern Miss. Yeah, the you're going to see fans perking up and taking notice. Finally, you will. They will be. They will get the attention of the fan base around here, and that will be a very very big deal. So. You know, and and that's the thing. It's 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 you can't say that it's not possible. Nobody thought they would win last uh, or two weeks ago. So yeah, it could definitely happen. And Southern Miss, by the way, just to talk about the Golden Eagles, they're one in three. So they got they got beat by Tulane. Tulane hung sixty six on them. They lost to Louisiana Tech thirty one thirty, and they finally won a game this past week. They beat North Texas. Uh, 41-31. By the way, here's a great little piece of, of uh, you know, a story for you. Frank Gore Jr. is a freshman running back with Southern Miss. His dad is still playing for the Jets in the NFL. So you've heard of Frank Gore. Yeah. Well, his, he's got an 18-year-old son who's a freshman running back right now uh, with uh, Southern Miss. Uh, that's going to be uh, playing UTEP in a couple of weeks. So that's a, a pretty good, uh, good storyline there. All right, hit me with a little postseason baseball, a little uh, NBA Finals before we have to wrap up. Well, let's start with the NBA because last night uh, Miami beat the Lakers. It was a uh, it was a well played game, and it looked like the Lakers kept trying to chip away, chip away. But Jimmy Butler was unbelievable. Um, Forty points. He had a triple double, and he shot seventy percent from the field. That's the first time that's ever happened in the history of the NBA Finals. Matter of fact, the last time that happened was nineteen ninety five. Any idea who dropped forty and uh, also had a triple double with a uh, with seventy percent from the field? I'm going to assume that was probably Michael Jordan. Would be no, I guess uh, Michael Jordan never did it. Michael Jordan in the history in of the 95? NBA was never on the list. Has, no, he's never. Ne- Michael Jordan has never no, accomplished no. that. Who did it in '95? I'm gonna. If it wasn't Jordan, I would have to. '95. God, who else could have put up those kind of numbers? Maybe. Young, a young, and he was a star in '95 because he was right out of college. Oh, see, I was going to say, like, Hakeem. No. <laughs> but uh, right out of college in 95? I, yeah. I, I don't know. Tim Any Duncan? Guess, Brandon? No, it was not Tim. Not, Tim Duncan was still in college then. 95? 
No. Yes. Chris Weber. Hmm. Oh. Chris yeah. Weber did it. So uh, they play again. Game four is going to be Tuesday night, tomorrow night, uh, 7 o'clock. And obviously, uh, Jimmy Butler, who came off that uh, ridiculous game, is going to try to even uh, the thing. He was he was a one-man show. I mean, they, they just could not stop Jimmy Butler. He was unbelievable. And uh, the Lakers, you know, LeBron, 25 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, but not good enough. 115-104 was the final score in last night's game. And baseball-wise, the baseball playoffs continue tonight with the divisional rounds. This is a best-of-five series. We just had the best-of-three. Now we've got best-of-five. They're going to play, by the way. Five games in five days. There is no break for this. So um, tonight, or today, we should, I should say, Astros play the A's. That's 2.07. That game will start in Dodger Stadium. Do you know what baseball is doing with their bubble? Baseball has a playoff bubble right now. So what they're doing is they're utilizing L.A., Dodger Stadium, Petco Park in San Diego, and then they're also utilizing Houston and Arlington. Those are the four sites where they are playing playoff baseball games. So the Astros A's are playing in Dodger Stadium. Are they having the any Yan- fans yet? No, not yet. Just for the World Series. And that's okay. going to be limited. I thought the NLCS the, was going to as well. Are they? Uh, that might be the case. I haven't checked the NLCS. I thought it was World Series, but you could be right on the NLCS. Um, and is it going to Yankees- be held in a, in a different location, or are they going to do the World Series home and away with... No, teams are in. Uh, the, the, I think the World Series is going to be played, I, I thought it was either Dodger Stadium or Arlington. Okay, the Globe Field. So they're going to play in Arlington. So right now you've got Astros A's in L.A. And, that's, and by the way, they're playing the whole series at Dodger Stadium. So the Astros and A's will be at Dodger Stadium the whole time. You've got the Yankees Rays in San Diego at Petco Park. So two East Coast teams are playing in San Diego their entire series. Okay? All right. Tomorrow you've got... The Marlins Braves, and that's going to be in Houston at Minute Maid Park. And then you have the Padres Dodgers series, and that's going to be at Arlington at the brand new Globe Life Field. So everybody is playing a neutral site series either in L.A., Houston, San Diego, or Arlington right now. That's how baseball is deciding it. All right, very good. Thank you. This is Monday Morning QB with Cappy. Thanks, Steve, for uh, dropping by and visiting with us today. All right, guys. All right. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Brandon, I want to vote in some of your October Monster Madness. Is is it going to work that way? Do people get to vote? Yeah, there's a poll right there. If you go to uh, KLAQ.com and you go to the uh, Movie Monster Madness, there's a poll right there. And it's got the first four matchups. Tomorrow morning, there will be another four all the way through Thursday. But then there's five days to vote on each one. So the ones that went up today, you have until Friday at 8 a.m. to vote on those ones. And it's going to work just like a, you know, a bracket would. Yep. In anything, you're going to come up with, I guess, the king of the monsters for 2020. Yeah, and you can use whatever criteria you want. I've heard a lot of different options thrown out there. I've always heard people talking about how uh, whoever would win in a fight or who's well, Godzilla would beat everybody and, in a fight. Well, Godzilla's in there. It, did you put Godzilla in there? I did. Okay, so Godzilla that kind of, and King Kong made the list. Yeah. I, I'm i going to go based on just how good of characters, you know, how mm-hmm. how how scary they are on the movies. So give me some matchups and let me so see who I might. I don't want to influence other people's voting, but. Well, the first matchups that we have today, we have uh, Freddy Krueger versus Pumpkinhead. Freddy Krueger. That's a cakewalk. <laughs> Wolfman versus Norman Bates. 
And it's all versions of said Wolfman as well. You know, I would say the Wolfman is scarier than Norman Bates, but when you think of Wolfman, I mean, those old movies look kind of goofy. And Norman Bates... Gosh, I I might give that one to... Norman? When, have they ever done a good Wolfman movie? That's not just kind of like Cornball and... Well, there was the one with Benicio Del Toro. Oh, my God. Did you ever see that? Bits and Pieces. Yeah, well... Was it terrible? A, it had one of the goriest scenes. Like, he turns into the, to the Wolfman and just kills a bunch of people and that was one of the one of the gorier scenes but the movie itself is not great next matchup and i had to include this one in there because it's one that i wanted to put right out of the gate alien versus predator alien yeah i mean yeah i feel i feel like you know predator i like some of those movies but it was a lot more campy you know, the, the alien thing was legitimately scary mm-hmm. in Alien. Well, all the aliens. So I give uh, the edge to Alien. I think I would probably as well. And, it, I mean, technically, if you follow all the storylines, Predator is a becomes a good guy. I, I would feel like if I were being hunted by Alien or being hunted by Predator... Like Alien's more terrifying? The Alien is isn't thinking like he doesn't have any motivation he just he just kills mm-hmm. and and plants eggs but with a predator i feel like maybe if i was pathetic enough he would feel like well this is beneath me as a hunter <laughs> <laughs> somebody told me this predator is a waste of my time predator only kills people who are armed i don't know if that's true like in all the mm-hmm. movies it says predator doesn't kill anybody that doesn't have a weapon of some kind well he's a hunter and then in the final matchup for today, which, again, you on, on these ones, you can vote all the way through until Friday at 8 a.m. Tomorrow, a new group is going to be up that you'll have five days to vote on. But the final matchup is Jigsaw versus Ghostface. Ghostface being the villain from the Scream franchise. And obviously Jigsaw from Saw. Well, I, I say you go, with, uh, you go with Jigsaw on that one. He's devious, man. And one of the interesting things with this, too, is that there have been multiple people to kind of play Jigsaw. Technically, Tobin Bell's character is Jigsaw, but he incorporated other people to where they kind of continued his work. And if you go to the Scream franchise, it's different people to play the the villain, the ghost face. All right. Well, you can vote on that through Friday, and then there's going to be another, uh, what is it? Four different matchups? Yeah, so it's All four right. different matchups every day. Um, today through Thursday, they're going to pop up. Because, again, it's 32 total um, movie monsters. You know, the big ones, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Leatherface, they obviously made it in. Number one seeds, I would imagine. Yeah, kind of. And then I also included, like, the Baba Duke is in there. Uh, <laughs> Gozer from the Ghostbusters. I love that sound. I'm trying to think. Pazuzu. From, from Exorcist? Yeah. I'll, I'll have to see your list, see if you left anybody. I, I would not have Well, even, I might have, because I just realized I that wouldn't have even thought of Baba Duke. I just doubled up Alien. i got to go fix that. Because i got um, Alien versus Predator, but then on the other side of the bracket, I've got uh, Alien over there as well. So i got to...